Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile, everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, world-class city. By M-Drive, take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. By Summer Skates, show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And buy the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans, club hockey fans, ACHA D1 hockey fans as it may be, Scott Strandy, uh, live from City National Arena in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada tonight. My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from about three feet away from me. Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Scott. Yeah, this is a great, great night. Uh, we're here at City National Arena and uh, UNLV starting up their uh, their training camp and uh our guest, uh, who we're going to have on in just a second here, uh, on the ice with them, and uh, this is this is great. It's, it's the September first, uh, a month from today. UNLV will be out here playing games, a uh, game uh, that will count. Well, a lot of the teams in the ACHA, but there's even games in September for some of our ECHA teams. So here we are in September. So it's uh, it's very close to hockey, and boy, it'll be nice after what we've been through. Well, it is September, but uh, if you saw the hashtags around the Twitter world today, it was, is it October yet? And uh, our guest tonight is somebody that I've been waiting to see for a while. We've had him on the podcast. You guys have seen him. I've uh, interviewed him once or twice before. But Kenny McCudden, the assistant coach with the Columbus Blue Jackets, is back. He's doing the main camp here at UNLV. Um, it's been a weird, weird 19 months or so with this pandemic. But Kenny McCudden, welcome in. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you, Stephen, for having me. Uh, always love coming here. I feel like I'm welcomed so much uh, from, from UNLV's program, and I enjoy uh, being in Vegas. And uh, uh, it's one of the trips that I chose this year. Um, and many trips I had to cancel because we didn't know where COVID was going to be. But uh, this is one that I, uh, that I kept because uh, I really, really enjoy uh, working this program. You know, your devotion to uh, helping grow the game. I mean, when I started this company, Kenny, six years ago, the goal was to grow the game in the Southwest. Um, I looked at the ACHA programs. Arizona State had just won a national championship, and they were moving up to NCAA. But everywhere else was uh, kind of in a shambles. Everybody was getting restarted and trying to get things going again. This season, I made a proclamation. I think this is the best conference, the WCHL, in all of ACHA D1 hockey in six short years. You've had a big impact, certainly here at UNLV, but all over. But um, what is it? What, what's driving things right now? Well, I, I, I just like uh, kind of traveling, too. I, I love living out of a suitcase, uh, to be honest with you. And uh, I love meeting new players, new coaching staffs, uh, new programs. But, uh, you know, whether it be working for ASU or uh, coming here for the UNLV, Coming out west is something a little different for me. Uh, uh, still very, very new to me, even though it's uh, probably been four years here. And uh, coming out west for 
other programs for about seven or eight years. But uh, the one state that I have visited an awful lot when it came to kids hockey and, and pro players is Colorado. But uh, yeah, I think uh, growing the game elsewhere. And if you can bring knowledge uh, to other coaching staffs and other programs from, from elsewhere, it's, it's, a, it's huge. Um, I mean, the, the game is, uh, the game is growing in a big way as we know where we're sitting today. I mean, who would ever think that there would be a national hockey league team here and look at the way that team plays today. So obviously the tentacles are going to go out for, for the kids programs, uh, for the AHL, the whole bit. And, uh, so many people are going to want to end up even living here knowing that there's going to be hockey programs for their kids. Yeah, and Kenny, as you mentioned, you're here in Las Vegas with UNLV, and you've been coming here for a few years, and, and uh, you obviously like coming here. But what is it about this group of kids coming here with UNLV? Obviously, the personnel changes with the players. But what is it about this program that you put your time and your efforts to come out here every year to help this program out to, to have the success that they strive for? Well, Stephen, it starts with the two coaches, uh, with Nick Ramone and, and, and Anthony Greener uh, bringing me out here uh, for four years. Uh, you know, working alongside two coaches like that, having them upstairs, uh, watching uh, me perform downstairs and taking drills and uh, incorporating those drills into their practices throughout the year and just getting to know their players and having a, a staff like that trust me with their players it means an awful lot to me. So um, when when you have that kind of trust throughout the uh, coaches, um, there's only one thing that you're going to do is payback, and that payback is exactly what Scott said, is coming out west and uh, doing a little bit more and uh, for the game. And uh, I'm not going to be around this game forever, but uh, the more you can spread uh, uh, the good word and have people learn from you, uh, whether it's players or coaches or management or whatever it might be, uh, kids, parents, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, so you hit it on the head. You're out here today. Uh, you get different groups of players all the time. Have you noticed anything different over the years, Kenny, in the groups of players that you're getting? Yeah, I think uh, all around, Scott, uh, first of all, the recruitment. In my four years here, you can see where the recruitment's better uh, because who wouldn't want to play hockey here? And you can see where they are building the program. And I really believe that someday this will be a division one program. I really believe it. I hope I'm around to see it. And, uh, but if they keep on going and striving the way they are, I could see it being a D one program someday. Who would have ever thought that ASU was going to be a, a D one program. So it starts with, you know, the way they start and, and they grow and, uh, the recruitment gets better. And, uh, um, you know, whether you're a pro player, an American hockey league player, NHL player, or UNLV player being out here, who wouldn't want to live in Vegas and play the game of hockey? So uh, uh, that's where I think uh, my, my prediction is going to come true someday where they are going to have a, one heck of a strong program uh, later on because it's getting stronger year by year. Now, I told you a little bit as well about a trip that I took to uh, in March, basically, or April and May to see the NCAA tournament, the uh, under-18s, and I just wanted to see, Kenny, uh, how close those kids were to each other. And I've been amazed. Now, you get a chance to see some very young professionals, uh, 18, 19, 20-year-olds yeah. coming up, trying to start their career. Um, how much has that changed? Well, even in the summer months, well, first of all, what you did uh, seeing that that brand of hockey and, and everything that falls underneath that brand of hockey, these kids are amazing today to see 16 year olds and 18 year olds uh, with the talent that they have, whether they're a woman, young woman playing or a young man playing. But uh, uh, yeah, obviously I get to see it at the highest levels uh, between the AHL and the NHL, uh, what these players can do. But uh, coming here and even seeing the, these players in the UNLV program, seeing that they're getting stronger every time I come on out here, it shows me that, that everybody is, putting the time in with the resources, putting the time in with, you know, possibly paying a lot of money uh, uh, to, to get better and investing in their career. Uh, but that's not just only in the game of hockey. That could be happening in sport in general when it comes to even a single uh, sport like golf or tennis. Uh, if you want to get stronger with it, you're going to be paying for the best coaches. Uh, you're going to be paying for the being around the best talent. Uh, but when it comes to a team sport, I know it's happening in baseball. I know it's happening in soccer. It's happening in hockey. Uh, but people want the very, very best for their kids. And the kids that are paying the price at, at that age of 13, 14, and 15 
and getting something out of it. This is the result that we are seeing. What you saw in that last month, seeing USHL, uh, USHL players, ACHA players, uh, Division One players, whatever the case would be. That's how strong the talent pool is. Kenny, when you look at the uh, the ACHA and, and and you've been around UNLV helping them out, and and you know at this level it's a it's a club sport. We use that term loosely because it's it's more than a club. I think when when they're out there on the ice, but you know they they're paying to play at this level, and also they've got school that they got to worry about. Um, when you when that translates out on the ice, do you see the the passion these players have, the drive that they want to succeed? Um, because you know at other levels, you know that's it's it could be different, but because of those circumstances and it's it's a grind. But during the season, do you do you see that how that translates on the ice in the season? Great, great question. I do. Uh, I could tell just even by my talk today, prior to getting on the ice with both groups. Um, honestly, if we were playing, Stephen, if we were playing a game today, we would have beat another team four to one today, uh, just because it's a different voice coming in. It's a guy that they trust, a guy that they like seeing, and somebody that they don't get to see on a regular basis. So myself coming in as a resource. Yes, they have the passion to pay the price. Uh, they're prepared for me. They don't want to take a second off for me, which is a two-way street. The two-way street is I come pre prepared as a coach to give them the very, very best program. But they, at, at the end of the day, are still the player, the athlete, and they're giving me the very best. That's why I keep on coming back out. Now, your schedule is so busy in regular season, obviously, with the NHL. When you go to these different teams, how much do you follow along – uh, during the season, when UNLV is playing, or some of the other teams that you programs you visit, like how do you are you able to find time to keep up on these programs throughout the year, and does that help you when you come the following year to to, to do these camps? Another good question. Uh, yes, I do. I care. I care so much about them. Um, well, even a couple of years ago, like when we were playing Vegas here, we had a day off, and um, I Ubered out here from downtown uh, to watch one of their games, and I really, really enjoyed that. And I think it meant a lot for the coaching staff. It meant a lot for the players to be able to see me walk in the door. We didn't play that night. We had the whole day off. And instead of practicing, I got out here early and I enjoyed myself. But, yeah, so for me to be able to do something like that, I wish I could do more of it. That's rare, right? You're, it's very, very rare. Very rare with my schedule. But to, to make a trip, a 25-minute trip from the strip out to here by Ubering to see the boys play here at UNLV, that meant a lot to me. And I obviously uh, think it meant an awful lot to them. But, yeah, I do follow uh, up with the coaching staff. I follow up with drills uh, whenever they need something. Uh, if they're looking for something that they want to be able to bring to the team, uh, they're looking for skill drills. They're looking for – they're at this segment in the year and they're trying to do this with a system. Yes, I keep in, uh, in touch with the staff and uh, I'll create drills for them and uh, – that's what good coaches do. They give out they give out coach, uh, their drills to other coaches. Any any coach that hides drills, I, I don't get it. Uh, they're going to find out one way or another. But uh, we're all in this together, and to promote the game, uh, you love to share uh, your knowledge and share your drills. So I love keeping in touch. Yeah, good to you. It's not always necessarily just about the drills you do. It's about the how the, the drills are executed and the players and, and the talent you have on the team. Yes, and, and, and the drills that you're, you're trying to create for the staff, like for UNLV, you know that their players can execute them. They're good enough to execute them. So you're bringing the highest level of drills to a team that necessarily may not see those drills on a regular basis. So when, when Anthony or, or Nick Rabone uh, asked me for these drills, I'm going to shoot those off immediately. Uh, you, you, you write them up, you take a picture, you, te you text them, and now you, I mean, it's right, right there in their hands uh, instantly. So, uh, and you give it to them instantly because they want to be able to implement that into practice the following day. Okay, let's get back to your day job. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fun time. That's good. Uh, okay. That's good. Okay, so uh, as we start to quote, and I'm using air quotes on this one, uh, get back to a normal NHL hockey season. Tell us about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, we know the ups and downs. Uh, we know Torts is gone now, and he's got a microphone, and that's scary. I bet. Well, it's it's it, I, I don't know I don't know if it's scary, but we're 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 gonna miss Torts in a big way. And uh, Torts uh, Torts left on his own because he just felt he could take this team, you know, only so far. And he was with the club for six years, and we as a staff and, and, and a players and I believe management were, you know, blessed to have a guy like John Tortorella around. I mean, that's uh, university uh, 
number one right there being around uh, Torts. And uh, and if he accepts you in his circle, it's even better. But uh, uh, I will remember I, – I used a line with him this year when it was coming down to the – it might have been the last game on May the 8th. We were riding the bike together in the morning, the stationary bike, and I said, Torts, my six years with you, I will have stories when I'm 85 years old sitting in a, a little bar in Wisconsin somewhere <laughs> – I'm going to talk about you and talk about our stories and the stories are legendary, but the stories that are more legendary to me are the, 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 the John Tortorella that a lot of people don't know who, about, uh, how he really cares about people, how he cares about animals. Uh, we've shared these kind of stories before in your podcast. Those are the most memorable for me and that's how I want to remember them. But, uh, yeah, working side by side with them every single day, I will miss them. But I'm excited about the new Columbus Blue Jackets with Brad Larson, who Torts more or less groomed for this job in a big, big way and trusted him and went to management about him often and saying, this is your new coach. Uh, Brad Larson um, is just a wonderful man who trusts his staff, trusts the people that he was working with when he was an assistant. But I'm excited about his two picks that he picked for the PP and the pick uh, that he picked for the PK um, with uh, Sylvain Lefebvre and Pascal Vincent. Uh, these are two coaches that he had never met before, and he hired them. And these two gentlemen, we have heard their teachers, but what I've already met out of them between a Zoom call and personal calls is that they want to bring a lot of fun to the rink too because even at the highest level, we have to bring fun. We always talk about fun at youth-level hockey, well, we have to bring fun at the National Hockey League level, too, uh, because you want to have players enjoy themselves coming to the rink. So between Jared Bowl, uh, Brad Larson, the two coaches I just man- mentioned, and Manny Legacy, our goalie coach, uh, I think we have a staff that will love to teach this year. Uh, we're going to have a very, very young team, probably the second or third youngest team in the league. Uh, and we have a lot of new players. I mean, my gosh, uh, um, you know, going into camp last year, we still had the Nick Felinos. We had the David Savards, the Cam Atkinsons, the Seth Jones. Uh, we don't have those players. Those are huge names. Uh, they were part of our leadership group in every way. One of them was our team captain. We don't have those players this year. So uh, I wish those players nothing but the best because they're great men. But, uh, you know, things do change. Uh, times have changed for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But I think management is excited. Coaching staff is excited. And players are excited, especially uh, a new group of players. Okay, we know about Tampa Bay. They're still there. Uh, they, don't, they don't ever go away. They give you their best all the time. Um, how difficult is the East, and how difficult is the West from what you see from your, your vantage point? Well, I mean, you, you can't take a night off in the National Hockey League. I don't care what team you're playing. Even if you're playing a team that's struggling throughout the year, you can't take a night off. Because if you take a night off, that's the team that is going to beat you. And um, you, you have to be up for every single game. And I know 82 games sounds like that's so difficult to, to get up for. But uh, to answer uh, a blanket statement, Scott, for that, um, you have to handle every single team with preparation the exact same way. Obviously, systems may be tweaked a little bit here and there. Uh, the personnel on the teams are a little bit different. Obviously, some teams have – Five superstars, some only have one or two. Uh, but by the end of the day, the preparation has to be there. And that's the interesting part of an NHL season is how you prepare in segments of where you are in October and November, where you want to get points and bank those points. But where are you in January and February to make the playoffs? So um, uh, it, it's, it's a key to break it down, a key to way you teach throughout the year. And the big thing is how you give them rest throughout the year. And then you're hoping that you're injury free throughout the year because all those things that I just mentioned right now, that leads to a team going very, very deep because there's an awful lot of luck involved too when it comes to being injury free. So um, preparation, luck, uh, togetherness, camaraderie, fun. Uh, these are all things I can think of that, that creates a special, special year. But usually you know about things being special halfway through with what you got. And, uh, but yeah, whether you're preparing for Tampa or whether you're preparing for Buffalo, uh, it's the same way. Um, you better be ready for both squads. Okay. We'll give Steven one more, then I'll get one more and we'll let you go get some dinner here in Vegas. <laughs> 
I want to ask about, you talked about the season coming up here and, and after the last season with being a COVID season and the shortness of the travel restrictions, all that stuff, um, how much are you looking forward to and just the nor more normalcy in, in an NHL season, the travel coming out and playing West teams instead of just playing teams in the division and, and not having some days off in between games, not as condensed of a schedule. What, 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 and how much do you think that will help the, the health of these players and in the league and just being able to have not as many restrictions on them like they did in the, in the COVID season last year? Well, it's, it's Stephen, it's a lot better in general knowing that you're not playing the same team eight times like last year, uh, that you would be able to come out west and play the Colorados and the L.A.s and the San Jose's and Vegas uh, and Arizona. Um, and you know, these are teams that we, we weren't seeing. Um, but, you know, we were, we were playing the same team over and over and over four times in your building, four times on the road. Um, that's tough. That's tough on everybody. And then not being able to get out of your hotel and everything was so condensed last year in the, into that 56 games, as we, were, we spoke about, everything's crammed. So the teaching really wasn't there. The practice time wasn't there. So if there's one thing that I think I could speak on behalf of our, our hockey club, um, you want to get back to teaching. You want to get back to a good practice week where you're four days at home practicing and then you are playing, you know, Friday night and Sunday afternoon. That, that type of thing is fun and you're home all week. And then you go on the road for a week somewhere. Um, so that normalcy, yeah, I think everybody wants that. Who doesn't want to come out here out West, you know, to play. So we missed all that. And, uh, uh, and then on the Canadian side too, I, I still love going to Winnipeg and Edmonton and all that type of thing. So, um, no, it, 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 we just, we just hope that, you know, we can get a grasp on this and on the health uh, issue with, with COVID and, and, and everybody live you know a normal life and get a healthy year in. Um, but, uh, I'm sure there'll be a plan B if it doesn't go that way. And we'll try to get it in another special way because they've done a remarkable job the league has in the last two years of getting two seasons in the way they have and two Stanley Cups. One, one other quick thing I want to ask about the, the it looks like the, the NHL players are going to go to the Olympics this year. How how important is that for the opportunity for for the players if if that all works out and, and they can go to the Olympics? How important is it for these players to be represent their countries and play on on the stage like that uh, in in the Olympics which well, the players that I run into that I know, when they get that chance, like, for instance, to represent the red, white, and blue with U.S., USA, I mean, that's unbelievable. And uh, to wear that leaf on, on the front of their sweater if they're Canadian. And you get a guy like Oliver Bjorkstrand, who was representing Denmark just, you know, recently in the World Championships, uh, uh, to get them in to qualify for the Olympics. So that, to me, that's the proof right there to answer your question. When you get your players involved to play for their country just so they can get into a qualifying into the Olympics. I think that's, that's a key. And uh, I think when it's all said and done, Stephen, uh, to be able to possibly win a medal for these players uh, is huge. And to hang their sweater up when they're all said and done, knowing that they represented their country, that's huge too, to be able to look back on that memorabilia and know that you had that chance. And the NHL benefits too, because these players are, are working extra hard so they can go, be qualified for their national teams and, and get into pre preparation for for the uh, for the Olympics. Be able to work maybe hard, not always to work hard, but you know to not take time off so they can get can be in shape when it comes time. Yeah, and I think so. And I think they're being prepared. They're getting prepared for regular camp that's just around the corner here uh, on the twenty first for reporting for most teams. But uh, um, no, I, I I think when they're around the game at the highest level like that and that kind of stage. When you're playing Olympic hockey, it's huge. I, I mean, I had I had the chance to go to the Olympics in Sochi, which I'll never, ever forget, uh, representing USA hockey with the women's team. Uh, we won a silver that year. But, you know, I still look at my silver medal and say it's unbelievable. And I look at the memorabilia that I was able to bring back from Sochi. And that's something I will always, always cherish, knowing that I was part of an, an Olympics. And, uh, yeah, I think – I think it's crazy if a player is gets asked to represent his country and he turns it down because I think they may kick themselves later on in life. Okay, my final one is a little two-parter. Um, the first part of it is uh, I've been around a lot of hockey players already um, after the quote-unquote pandemic has lessened. Um, and what I'm seeing, Kenny, at the uh, college level at least, is the guys realize that this can be taken away from them in a heartbeat. And I'm seeing a different level of enthusiasm, energy, um, desire to, 
to get the most out of every shift. Are you going to see that? Do you expect to see that with the NHL players? Or because they were able to play uh, somewhat of a season, maybe that's not going to affect them? Or, or do you think that maybe this pandemic has woken up some people? Well, I think where it could wake you up is we, we just don't know how we're going to feel if you do get this, this uh, variant or get COVID in the past. You just didn't know when there's not enough data on it how, how you're going to be. Does it cut your life or does it cut your career a little shorter? Um, so I think that put a scare into a lot of people. But uh, it goes back to the, the word that, that, that Stephen used and maybe you even used earlier too, Scott, and the word passion. I mean, bottom line is – uh, players, uh, you know, I mean, they sign that contract and um, they, 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 they want to have the self-respect for themselves and produce night in, night, night in and night out. But it's a tough, difficult year. You just can't do it for 82 straight games. But, yes, I think whether it's the National Hockey League, the American Hockey League, the East Coast Hockey League, down to club hockey with uh, UNLV and, and, and uh, the ACHA, um, it's – Yes, you, you, they, if you have any type of self-respect for yourself, you want to give it all and you want to leave it on the ice, whether you're a player or you want to prepare your players the very, very best as a coach. So, yeah, I think to answer your question about coming back out of COVID into a more normal year, I think everybody's raring to go by the end of the day. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, the final one is kind of a somber one. You guys suffered as a, a tragedy on July 4th within your organization. Yes. And, um, you know, I don't think we can ever uh, tell people um, how much we, we miss them and we care about yeah, them and yeah. we love them. Yeah. Um, and then you see something like this happen. I thought you guys as an organization in Columbus did a fantastic job with Matias. Yes. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it, it, that's a day that it's not supposed to happen. Uh, things like that. We're not, we're not supposed to see a life cut at 24 years old. Um, Matisse was a wonderful young man away from the game. Uh, always a, a, a tremendous smile. Every time he was in the room, uh, he just, he, you could see that he, he made everybody around him better. Uh, as a goaltender, you know, obviously he was making his mark, uh, to, to, to stay in the national hockey league. And, uh, um, when, when this type of thing happens throughout an organization, it is just gut-wrenching, gut-wrenching to everybody involved because uh, it's one big family. And, um, you know, there's many, many organizations throughout sport that have been through this before. It's awful. Um, you want to be able to remember him at the highest, highest level. You want to be able to honor him always uh, throughout your career and never forget him. But, yeah, something like uh, with what happened with Matisse Kiv Kivleniak's uh, is so sad. I mean, and then when we go into camp here, it starts all over again without him. Um, and everybody grieves differently. I know we are going to grieve when we get to camp when he's not there. And I know that they're going to they're gonna have counseling for it. I know we're going to have literature for it. And I know that we're going to have to be around each other for it, to have our arm around each other and uh, support one another because it's not done yet. It's not done and it never will be done. He will be missed. He was loved. Uh, I personally uh, uh, will miss him in a tremendous way because he was part of a lot of my practices with six or eight or nine players. Um, and I will miss his smile and I'll miss him in my office because I share an office with, uh, Manny legacy, our goalie coach. And, uh, obviously the one-on-ones that Manny has with his goal, goaltenders, um, whether it's, uh, Jonas Corposalo, Elvis, uh, Mers or Matisse being around, uh, I will miss Matisse being five feet away from me in our office and seeing that smile. So I thank you, uh, Scott, for asking the question and your support with that. Well, we're, we're very proud of the NHL and specifically the Columbus Blue Jackets for, for the way they handled it. I thought they did a tremendous job. And, you know, it, I see this NHL logo on the sleeve, and it, it's so much deeper than that logo. It yes, really is. Yes. But uh, we thank you for your time. Continue to work with these guys. Continue to grow the game. And anytime you want, you're welcome on this podcast. You know that, right? Well, you guys have had me on, what, three or four times? Let's, let's and may, maybe 30 more. How about let's, that? Let's do another 30 or 40. But, Stephen, thank you very much. And I, uh, I, I, I really I, I want to thank you guys for – always having me on for the fact that uh, it makes a show, I believe, and we could talk about hockey out here west, being out here west uh, as a guest coach. And uh, uh, thank you very much for your support.
Well, I know Arizona State's getting a new building. I know you're going to look forward to seeing that. And, and, that. and our mutual friend, the captain, uh, Grandpa Johnny Walker, yes. coming back for yes. in year 26 of his NCAA yes, career, yes, something yes. like that. So uh, tell us what you think of Johnny this year and, and how good is the leading scorer, goal scorer in the NCAA hockey going to do this year? Well, he, it's his fifth year, right, that he's able to come back for. And, uh, I mean, what a great set of hands. Uh, we know him about, we know about him in a big way in Columbus cause he's been part of our development camp. Uh, I hope we're still watching him and looking at him. And, uh, I really believe Johnny's going to get his shot because when you could put the puck in the net like that, um, you're a special player. Uh, Johnny's just gifted. I mean, he's gifted, uh, once he crosses the blue line with the biscuit and from the tops of the circles in or any bad angle shots or behind the net, whatever the case is, he's just got a set of hands and he does it his way. Uh, and what I mean by his way, he may not be the fastest skater in the world. Uh, he may not uh, uh, have the greatest puck protection. It's the time and space that Johnny Walker has to be able to release that puck. And he knows where that puck's going before even the release. Absolutely. Kenny, thanks again for uh, for jumping in with us. Go eat some dinner. Enjoy your three days in Vegas. Thank you. Uh, I come up here a lot now, so I enjoy it every time. But uh, we appreciate you sitting in the room with us. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll be right back to uh, talk a little more ACHA D1 hockey in about four minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. UNLV Rebel Hockey located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, and we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you tonight on location in beautiful 
Sibby National Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Summerland, Nevada, actually. And my co-host, Stephen Marsh, still with me, uh, about three feet away from me. So uh, it's not often we get to do a remote type stuff, but when Kenny McCudden's in town, you do a remote. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it, you're right. You're, you're, you go away more often than I do, and you do so sort of remotes from different locations. But to have both of us here together uh, in the same same room doing a show and having a great guest like Kenny McCutton on, it was uh, it's uh, it's it's great. And it just means that we're getting closer to some hockey and and as teams prepare at every level. As the uh, UNLV was their first day of their camp today, and and other programs will be getting started soon here and. And games in the ACHA start later this month. UNLV's first game a month from today. Some of the other ACHA teams like Utah, Arizona, will play their first game that same day. But there's some other teams that are going to be playing games uh, for real earlier than that. So it's uh, it's getting close, and that's a great feeling. Yeah, you're you're 100% correct on that. And, um, you know, I've gone on record as saying the WCHL is going to be one of the best, if not the best, ACHA D1 conference in the country. Um, you also know that for 19 months, Stephen, I've talked about the word relevancy. Uh, how as a uh, club hockey program, I hate that word, but I'm going to say it anyway, club hockey because I have to differentiate. How, um, how do you keep yourself relevant in front of your fan base, your hockey team, your recruits? And uh, since we decided that we're going to cover the entire WCHL this year, I've been watching closely to see what everybody's done. And it, it kind of just uh, warms my heart, if you will, because uh, you see what Missouri State's doing. Uh, they're posting their roster. They're posting their captains. Um, they're, they're tagging us. They're uh, wanting to come on the program and talk about their program. Colorado doing the same thing. Colorado State with a new coach. Arizona uh, working their way up. And it just goes right down the list. So not only do I think they're going to be terrific on the ice, I think they're going to be terrific off the ice. Yeah, there's no question about that. You know, we asked Danny Roy last week about, you know, how much does he, as well as you look at other teams of how they do on the ice, how much do you look at how much they're doing off the ice with the, with the putting stuff out on, on social media and on the websites and things like that. And, and he said that was an important thing. And he's, he's put together a, a group of people to help do that sort of stuff, to help UNLV's put together quite a, quite a, a talent roster of people to help with putting out content on different channels and social media. They had a nice little recap video from their golf thing last Friday that was put out there and, and very professionally done. And then that's, that's good for the, for the, to have that done at this level is, is, is great for, for these uh, teams to promote themselves, to put themselves out there, to get the, uh, the attention that they deserve because not, there's not a lot of outside attention that's given to them just because there's so much other things to, to cover, especially in a big market like here in Vegas where you've got Golden Knights take up a lot of the, the airtime in, in print and, and certainly the, the AHL season will and, and the NFL is big here now. So there's just so much for, for the media here to cover. They don't, you know, they're not going to cover UNLV as much, but that's where places like us can do. And, and, and the UNLV themselves can, can put out there that, that maybe the, the media can, can pick up on. Did you just leave off the IFL? Wow. <laughs> I said the NFL, the IFL. I know there's just so much here in Vegas now. When it comes to Bill Foley and the Golden Knights uh, um, <laughs> umbrella, there's just so much going on. They just signed a, they just bought a hotel or something in, up in uh, Santa Barbara, so they're just keeping that to their portfolio. But, but yeah, it's just so much, so much uh, to go on. And, and and I think it's so great that the ACHA has um, these teams that put so much time and, and resources in, into putting. Uh, content out there for for their teams, and you saw that uh, rosters are out for some teams, and and others put schedules out, and and just just so much, which is good because it gives us more to talk about. Okay, so that's the on the ice stuff, but some of the thing, things that I on and preparing that I've seen in preparing for guys coming on the ice is, uh, I commented about this to uh, Commissioner Perry when he was on last week. I said, uh, not only do these teams. Uh, act professional on the ice, but they act professional off the ice. And and I can tell you, I remember seeing club hockey games not too long ago where you had guys in different color helmets. You had guys uh, in, in different color practice stuff. Um, I come into City National Arena today, and everybody's in their proper attire. They're, uh, they're looking like a unit. They're playing like a unit. Um, I think Kenny told us that if they, if they played a game today, they would have won four to one. So that, that tells you that uh, 
what they bring off the ice onto the ice translates. Yeah, and and that's so important too. And and it just the teams here in this level do a really good job of the culture that they develop with uh, how they present themselves when they go on on trips or how they come to the the ice, how they the behavior of of the players and and how they they present themselves. Uh, when Kenny was here just a few minutes ago, he was talking about how uh, the players were real attentive. They they really listened to what he had to say, and the whole time they were they were focused, they were engaged in the in the sessions on the ice today, and and that's good to see. You know, as we talked about, uh, there's a, there's a passion there. There's a there's a the drive to want to do well, and I don't know, maybe you know, maybe it's the fact that most of these teams couldn't play last year, and there was uncertainty of when we would be able to do this, and now we're here a month away from a, their first game, and and it's it's sinking in that they're actually going to get to do this again. I think that maybe will translate this year. So it'll be real interesting to follow that too to see how much uh, not having the, the the game like this for for a year will affect uh, the performances this year. I, I think it's going to be really great, exciting. Well, we know at the professional level you can't take a night off, but you also can't take a night off at the ACHA D1 level. Uh, in the WCHL because not if, even a, not even a period sometimes no no the, these points that they're battling for mean something every single night and uh, when the rankings come out for real um, what are we talking about December uh, when the first real rankings come out these guys want to know where they're at because you can't fall behind and then have to try to make up ground in this league uh, the teams are just too good. They are, and and it's it's real interesting because I think there's going to be a lot of really close games uh, this year with these teams. These teams are are getting ever so closer to being pretty evenly. I mean, we're seeing the the players that Utah has gone out and brought to their team. Grand Canyon's been been busy bringing players in, and they've had two really two years to to really get, to get, to get together a roster. And and uh, you see what you know UNLV continues to to do, and even though players leave. Continue to bring good players in, and and the um, what they strive to do, and and yeah, you're not going to be able to take a, a night off or even a period off. You know, Danny Roy was on last week and talked about a game that they had. It was their first game in Division One where they went play. They were hosting UNLV, and they went up four nothing, and maybe thought, okay, well this four nothing. Then third period, they didn't maybe obviously look like they let off the gas. UNLV ends up scoring four goals in that period to tie it, ended up winning in overtime, and that I think it was a wake up call for them, like. We can't just we can't be too comfortable ever. Even if you're up four nothing, just the way this the speed of this this level's gotten faster, and and the, the talent of these players, and um, it, it, you can score goals in bunches um, too. So uh, you have to be on your number one game, uh, and and especially with 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 every game being meaning even more than maybe it did before because of the what you're trying to get to the national tournament, uh, and one team will. We'll get an automatic bid, but the, oh, there's also other bids up for grabs too. So uh, it's going to be a tough, a tough battle. But that's what you want. You want to be, you want to, uh, to be at your best, especially when it comes to tournament time. If you have the opportunity to play in there, and I think that bodes well for the WCHL because these teams are going to be battle tested because there's going to be a lot of tough games that these teams are going to go through throughout the season. It, it should help them hopefully when they get to uh, St. Louis uh, in March, should they get there, which we expect several teams from the WCHL to get there. Yeah, and I think that's a, a big factor too. Is that in the past maybe you've had some games that you could to you could maybe eh, slow it down a little bit, not not throw your A game, maybe not play all the players that you're used to having on the ice, your A players, if you will. Um, that that's there's not going to be many chances for that. No, that's that's gone away this year. Um, you're going to have to compete all the time, and you're going to have to stay eligible. I think you're going to see a lot less. Uh, major penalties and, and guys getting game disqualifications. And I'll lead it right back, Stephen, to what I said at, at the start of everything tonight. Uh, I think the players themselves realize just how much and how quickly they can lose everything. Um, you talk about the seniors that didn't get their opportunity. You talk about guys that, that maybe wish they had done a little bit more, and now it's gone. Um, it's not just like graduation. This was something that nobody expected, and it up and came and went. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's uh, it's it's really important to to see that. And it's uh, it's going to be. Uh, again, these players are top notch, and 
And that's what's great about the ACHA and the level of, of hockey at this level. It's just so um, amazing to me, again, how, how well these players play. And uh, it's fun to watch. A lot of people don't give the ACHA enough credit, I think. But, you know, that's what we're trying to, to do our part here to really promote the this level of hockey especially because we know how good the NHL is, the AHL, NCAA. Those, those, we know how good that can be. But uh, people don't – enough people don't realize – how good the uh, ACHA is, but uh, people come to a uh, UNLV game this year. If they go to uh, Utah and watch the Utes play, if they go to Arizona and watch the teams down there play, or Missouri State or you know Colorado, I don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, Grand Canyon, Oklahoma. Did I miss anybody? Uh, Central Oklahoma. <laughs> Central Oklahoma. Yes. Colorado State. Colorado. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you'll get it. There's only ten of them. Go, There's only the ten point, of them. But the point is, if you go to a game and, mo- and if you go to a, uh, watch any of those teams play. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get your money's worth, and you're gonna be entertained, and and you're gonna you're gonna come away saying that was a that was a pretty good game. All right, let's take another quick break. Let's come back and see if you got some more news for us on anything uh, in the ACHA. Fair enough. Fair enough. Really, Jr. You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom bill kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight, live from City National Arena. Um, big shout-out to the UNLV hockey team and and Coach Raboni and Coach uh, Vigneri Greener for giving us uh, the opportunity to be in this locker room. And, of course, for our guest tonight, Kenny McCudden, for stepping in and, and, uh, and talking hockey with us. There may not be anybody uh, – I can't use the word. He told me I can't use the word. But there may not be anybody more knowledgeable in the game of hockey than Kenny McCudden. And uh, our little segment of What Drives You that, that I did with him uh, just before we came on the podcast um, – I asked him what drives you. I mean, it felt like a really stupid rhetorical question because we all know what drives Kenny McCudden. He's 60 years old and he loves this. And he said he wants to be doing this for at least another 10 years. Um, That kind of passion that bleeds over into players. I mean, if you're a UNLV player right now and you're just soaking this up for three days and you don't realize what you have in a resource like Kenny McCudden, shame on you. No, you're right. And, and you were right when he wants to do this for 10 years. We hope we could still be doing this uh, in 10 years from now. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's, a, he's a real uh, knowledgeable guy, Kenny McCutton. And, and you know we players are fortunate to have a guy like him here helping them out. Um, players that have been here have had a chance to work with him before and the new players that have come in. But, you know, he didn't get to come last year. So this is a, you know two years diff- gap since the last time he was able to come out here and, and, and then obviously this year. So it's uh, – it's a real uh, UNLV players should be very uh, fortunate because not every ACHA team at this level um, gets that opportunity to have somebody of a caliber like Kenny McCutting come in and help them out, um, you know, run drills that, that he would run with the NHL teams that he, he knows or, 
or comes up with drills that would be helpful for, for UNLV. And, and that's just, that's great. And it's great to see that he, you know, I asked him when we just had him on that about how much does he keep in track? Cause you know what? It's NHL schedule is really busy and you know, the, especially last year, but even the normal NHL season, there's so much between practices, you're watching game tape of your team and you're trying working with the coaches, trying to come up with so much and, and you're just, you know, and then if when you're not doing all that, you want to have time away from the game. So you're not really focusing, but you know, how much does he, does he keep track of these teams that he, that he coaches and helps out uh, Kenny McCutton? And he said he, he does. He keeps in contact with them. We'll send them drills if they ask for him. And, and so he stays, so he can stay involved with these teams even sometimes uh, throughout the season and checks in on them. Uh, he talked about an off day that, that he had when they were, Columbus was here to play the Golden Knights and was able to Uber out here, which is you know a great way to, to get around town. And he was able to get get to uh, get out here and watch watch UNLV play in person one of their games. And and that's just and that's great. And that's and I think that helps with recruiting to be able to use that as an option to say, hey, you know, we have somebody like like this that comes and helps us with our camp. And you're gonna you're gonna learn some great skills and and uh, to help you develop your game at this level. And maybe if if there's an opportunity for you to play at another level, which We've seen that, and we can talk about that here in a minute with, with four UNLV players over the summer months here that have now going to be playing pro overseas. So uh, I think that goes back to just the training that you get here. And Kenny McCurden certainly is, is a part of it, as well as Nick, Nick Raboni and Anthony Vigneri, you know, they do a good job too. But they, they get stuff from Kenny McCurden too that they can share with, with them. And so it's a great experience for, for them too as, as, as they lead this program uh, trying to win that ACHA championship which and get to the NCAA level, which he feels is, is close too. So, which we hope will happen. Yeah, that, that opened a lot of ears, I think, from people that said, uh, uh, Kenny McCutton thinks they're good enough to get there at some point in time. And uh, he's seen it. He's seen players come through. He's at the highest level you can be uh, in hockey uh, in North America. So, um, that's all exciting. Um, what else you got for us? Got anything else to wrap it up? Anything else going on in the ACHA and the WCHL anywhere? Oh, is there ever? How much time do we have? <laughs> uh, well, we'll just share some things here. I, we can call this another whip around thing if you want. Um, we can talk about some Whip things. it around the UNLV locker room. How about that? <laughs> I've got stuff on most of the teams. There was a few I didn't uh, get to, and I'll work on for next week. But uh, we talked a lot about UNLV, so we won't spend too much time on that. But uh, they had their golf tournament last week, and uh, that was a success as well. And Don't they have a scrimmage coming up on Friday night? They do have a scrimmage on Friday night. And it sounds like it will be streamed um, um, this weekend. And it sounds like they're going to try a partnership with uh, with Hockey TV. It looks like it's going to be the way they're going to do their games this year. So um, I think they're going to try test, test some things out on, on Saturday. So people, they have Hockey TV or can have access to that, we'll be able to, to check that out. Um, they were just trying to warm things up there with Dana. And Re- relevancy. Relevancy, that's right. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's, that's important. That'll be 7 o'clock, I think, on Saturday. So people can come down and check that out. Um, we mentioned David Anderson, who was the goaltender last two seasons ago when they were able to play at least for half the season. He came and played with uh, with UNLV and had a great help the team out really, really strongly. Um, well, he's going to be going pro. He's going to go play in Croatia uh, in the KHL with the I don't even uh, with the Sisic Knights. How about that Knights? There's, a, there's a, another team with Knights in it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> there you go. And that's what makes four UNLV players. We've talked about that previously, but four UNLV players have gone pro. Uh, this summer with uh, DeAndre John and uh, uh, help me out here. I'm Jake Sachs. Jake Sachs and yeah. oh gosh, what's the other? Who else are we missing? Cody Williams. Cody Williams is yeah, he's he's a he's as well. So there's it's just uh, wonderful to see that. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're talking about whether you should be uh, an ACHA hockey player, there are um, there is life after ACHA D1 hockey if you choose to pursue it. There's hockey life. There is, and there is opportunity for that, and uh, it's uh, that's uh, really good, and it helps when you have players that can sign pros. Okay, what else you got? What else we got? Well, let's see. Colorado Buffaloes, they've been busy. They announced their roster, and uh, so that's that's out there, so people can look at that on their social media channels. Uh, so rosters are starting to come into fruition for some of these teams. Uh, CSU Rams, also the Colorado State Rams uh, tryouts. They had some tryouts last week. Um, so hopefully that was good, and uh, they'll sh- hopefully we'll have a final roster here to come as as they get ready for their seasons. You mentioned they have a new head coach as well that uh, Chris Perry shared with us last week. So 
um, Camden Lambert. Camden Lambert, thank the, you. Uh, former assistant coach at Jamestown. Uh, let's not forget about our Missouri State Ice Bears. They also announced uh, their roster, then their captains. And um, Missouri State, watch out. They, they went to the national tournament uh, last year. Uh, one of the, the only team in the WCHL that was able to qualify because they had to play some games. And uh, I, I think there's some pep in the step, if that's allowed to be said on this show. Pep in the step? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Pep in the step uh, at Missouri State. And I think the Ice Bears are going to surprise some people. Hey, you're the boss, man. You can say whatever you want on these shows. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, and, and how about this? 17 days. They actually have their first games. So it's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So we're talking a lot of teams starting on October 1st, but there's some teams that are going to be starting their games in, in just a few weeks. And, and Missouri State is 17 days away from their first games. Um, at home, so it's uh, it's it's going to be exciting to to have them. You know, Missouri State will they they right. There was one of the few teams that did get to play in the in the in the ACHA last year in a, a season, and uh, so uh, it'll be interesting for them as they get to to, to play again this year, and uh, as well as the other teams. Okay, a couple things I want to throw out there. It is the first of September, so uh, I did update our uh, Twitter followers. Uh, we're making progress. We got a ways to go. Um, let me put this in perspective. We want to get to 10,000 followers, right? There's 10 teams that we cover in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Um, if each one of our 10 teams brings us 1,000 followers, not only will you get great coverage and a great opportunity to go to our website and uh, see what's going on and see pictures of your team and get commentary and have guests on the show, you're going to get all that, but you're going to get the firsthand knowledge of it because it will be on the Twitter feed. So, uh if each of our 10 teams can bring 1,000 followers, easy. All of you people have, 10, have 1,000 followers. Bring those people on board. We've got some great prizes to give away as soon as we hit 10,000, not just for ACHA underscore ITHSW, but for AHL underscore ITHSW, NHL underscore ITHSW, ITHSW podcast, Ice Time, Hot, Ice Time SW, and College Hockey SW. Get to all of those and, uh, and check them out. Steven's counting on his fingers. That's six. Yeah, that's six. Six Twitter accounts. Uh, the reason I wanted to do that was because I wanted to focus in and give people, if you're a diehard ACHA person, then don't have to fumble through everything else. Just go see the ACHA stuff. We'll move it around too, but you'll see it first right there. So follow, like. Uh, interact with us, and who knows? There's some good things coming. Our friends at Summer Skates, which is leading me into my next uh, segment, the uh, Summer Skates people have given us a pair of sandals and a koozie uh, to be given away on each one of our September shows starting Sunday night. So here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to get focused in on Podbean at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. You're going to have to listen to the show live, and you're going to have to interact with us uh, when we give out uh, the time to win a prize. And if you are the person that uh, is first in line to answer a trivia or maybe some other stuff, um, summer skate sandals and a koozie for you, that's about $45 worth of product that will be coming your way. Every single show, all 16 in the month of September. Oh, that's that's great. Who doesn't like free stuff? Uh, you gave some a uh, couple of uh, – to, to Kenny, and uh, he, was, he was looking forward to that. And and we saw your wonderful tweet out there yesterday with uh, with you wearing the summer s skates on your feet there. And uh, so it's a, it's it can fit any type of foot. <laughs> Careful now. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> even somebody with feet like and, you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, and and everybody, even the, somebody that has operations on both feet. Um, right. Yeah, it's uh, they're the most comfortable sandals I have ever wore. Uh, they're great partners. Summer State Scoot Studios is uh, is turning out some really good stuff. And the koozies too. We should we always we always talk about the, the the sandals, but the koozies too do a good job of keeping your drinks cold. Plus, what's great about them is it it's got the real uh, laces from uh, skates, and that's that's great for for hockey fans that love that and can have that. You know, we have a lot of koozies. You see a lot of koozies, and they're you know, some are more flimsier than those, but these are real good. It's it's you know they've got the like I said they've got the skates around. You know, you can have this, they're made out of skate laces as well as the the sandals as well the the, the thing there. So it's um it's uh 
it, they're quality products, and uh, so people can can get those. Okay, and here's the the final thing in September, the. Uh, how am I saying this? This is September Super Sponsor Sizzler. Say that one fast four times. Um, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> that is uh, our promotional site. If you've been to our website, you know that we have a link to every team that we cover. Uh, right below that link is a uh, exclusive partnership spot. Uh, normally goes for $2,000 a year, which is a steal. The month of September, until they're gone, uh, it's only one, so you can't get a second or third tagged on there later. Half price, a thousand bucks for the year, less than a hundred dollars a month will put your business, your company, um, whatever you have out there, directly linkable to your website, and it can be right below your favorite team. No better way to show support and to boost your business. So uh, make sure you get a hold of ithswrob at gmail dot com, and that's Rob with two Bs. Or uh, go to ITHSW Scott, that's Scott with two T's, <laughs> at gmail.com and uh, get in touch with us. You can also uh, direct message us on those Twitter accounts or anywhere that you need to get hold of us. Steven is our Instagram guy. He's the one that gets the Instagram rolling. Um, so I know he's going to come up with some great stuff as the season gets started. So uh, hang tight with us on that. And uh, 17 days, so you said 17 days till the first WCHL. Uh, team playing? Yeah, 17 days. If I have that correctly, it's going to be uh, Missouri State on September 17th, and I believe that will be the first ones. I didn't get to see uh, Oklahoma's uh, schedule again. I'll have to look at that, but as far as I know, yeah, Missouri Missouri State will get will get to be the first ones, and bulk of the teams will be starting on October 1st, so uh, a month from today, uh, there will be games, and uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be covering, and I know you're, you're, you're planning on being in, in Utah for the start of the the Utes season is they'll take on. Arizona. I have a monster week, September 26th to uh, October 2nd. I am going to be in Vegas for NHL twice. I'm going to be in Arizona for NHL once. I'm going to be in Salt Lake City for NHL once. Right. I'm going to be in Salt Lake City for ACHA once. And I believe I'm going to be back in Arizona for an NCAA game uh, once that week. So that'll be a lot of hockey, and uh, we're looking forward to bringing it to you. Um, unless you got something else, let's say goodnight and uh, give the UNLV coaches their locker room back. Let's let's do it. Let me do the uh, closing read and tell you that Club Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studio is brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or child's first phone, go to boostmobile.com and click on deals to find the phone that's right for you. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA D1 Hockey in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. Go to rebelhockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. BioxyPal, the all-natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at oxypal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Minutes from Allegiant Stadium. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. By Summer Skates. Summer's here. It's winding down, too, but the ice, it still needs help. You can get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. It's uh, it's always fun to do remote. I, it just is. I, I just think it's different. We get out of the uh, the audience. We bring the Summer Skates Studios with us. Yeah, we as can you take saw, them wherever we go. As you saw, I brought the sandals. Yeah. Um, and it's just really fun. So a big thank you to uh, City National Arena. A big thank you to UNLV. A special thank you to uh, our good friend Kenny McCudden for spending some time with us and, uh, more importantly, helping us grow the game in the Southwest. 
Uh, you know that's my mission. I, I got a new line coming out now that I'm going to start using, which is we cover the game to grow the game. You like it? Yeah, I like it. I, I you know, we do these remotes and uh, we don't have a table in here, so I've got all my stuff set up on a chair here. So it says, uh, but that's it is great when we can uh, be out in person again because of what we've gone through the last year and we we had to stay at home and do all these things. It's uh, it's pretty uh, amazing that we're now able to, to be here and talk, interact with people in person and do all these things. And, and hopefully we can do as the season goes on and we're at all these different places, you know, I don't know how much, how much we're going to actually be in the same place, but hopefully when we are, and then we'll, uh, we'll be able to do more of these in person, have guests on live with us instead of by, by phone and, uh, and uh, however we do it. And, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So people look forward this this upcoming season. It's gonna be great. We got we're gonna try to do some things and work on some things and really help, as you said. What did you say? Cover the game to grow the game, right? Is that we, cover the, we game cover the game to grow the grow. game. There you go. That's gonna be a, a hashtag now. Absolutely. All right. Well, if anybody's wondering, I just snapped a couple of pictures of Steven, so we'll get those out on uh, social media so you can see what it's like to work behind the scenes with the ultimate professional. He's got everything from his mask to his notes to his, his tablet. He's got everything he needs. So, uh, again, our thanks to Kenny McCudden and UNLV and City National Arena, the Vegas Golden Knights, who uh, I understand some of their players are using this locker room. I see that. I see some sticks with uh, – I see some sticks of some of the yeah. players at Thompson's. I see Reeves are going to have to get those shipped out to New York soon. Uh, Bischoff and uh, Ron Berg, So <laughs> Yeah. We'll okay. make sure we leave the sticks. We don't want to steal yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. We'll never be able to welcome back. Absolutely. We'll say goodnight from City National Arena with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. <laughs>